Let's go to, uh, first of all, to the book of um, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll begin at verse number 1, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 1. I want to continue to talk to you this morning uh, on the subject of honor, and um, God says in his word that he will honor those who honor him. He will honor those who honor him. Now, love is important, and God is love, and he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But love and honor are not the same thing. Um, You could make a case that God loves everybody, at least from the sense of, of him giving his son for everybody. But God does not honor everybody the same because God's honoring of your life comes back to your willingness to honor him with yours. You honoring him with your life. Now, we're not talking out of both sides of our mouth. We are under grace. Our salvation is not based upon works. You don't have to do anything to earn your salvation. Matter of fact, you can't do anything to earn your salvation. It's not of works lest any man should boast. It's, it's a gift received by faith. So I don't want you to confuse those two. And sometimes we're, you know, reluctant to, to and not me, but just, you know, people who preach grace, they're reluctant to talk about, you know, things that we can actually do, works of faith, not works of the law. You've you got to realize there's a difference between working according to the Old Testament law to be right with God and to be blessed by God um, versus works of faith, which is what we now do under the new covenant. That's why Abraham transcends the covenants, because what he did for God, he did, he did it before the law. Everything he did, he did for God by faith. Amen. And so works of faith are the works that we focus on. Remember what Jesus said, your work is to believe on him whom God has sent. Okay. And, and that is work, by the way. If you think um, you know, that's why the Bible calls it fighting the good fight of faith. Okay. But let's, let's come back to what we're trying to focus on this morning, and that's honor. Um, you determine the level to which God can honor you and honor your life by the honor that you show to him. He will honor those who honor him. And then he goes on to say that he will despise. The word's a little bit confusing. It, it means to esteem or treat lightly or casually or you know, just kind of take for granted, so to speak. Um, and so he says that he will uh, uh, lightly esteem those who despise him or he will despise those who lightly esteem him. In other words, the, the, word, the, the, the word in the Hebrew is the same. Despise and despise is just translated differently in, in that particular verse. Now, God is a God of honor. And honor originates with God in the same way lying and dishonor originate with the devil. Jesus didn't just call the devil a liar. He said he was the father of lies. Lying originated in him, and all lying is of him. All lying came from him. He started it all. He started lying. Amen. And I hate to use something negative to try to make the point, but in the same way, honor originated with God. Let me me say it this way. We, we not only are able to honor people and receive honor from people, honor God and receive honor from God this morning, 
um, you know, because it's something good to do. It, it's more than that. The very concept of it, the very concept of honor originated with God. Um, he, he, is an, he is honorable. Amen. Um, you know, when we talk about, like, you know, honor as it's used in our language and vocabulary, one of the things that, that we see, and it's one of the highest, I guess, if not the highest award that can be given a, a soldier in our, uh, in our country is the Medal of Honor. And, and so, again, just the fact that we recognize and have the ability, recognize the need to and have the ability to honor somebody else, we take that for granted. We just think, well, that's just, that's just what you do. That's just how you live. I mean, it's just part of life. Again, it originated with God, that very concept, and not just the ability to do it or the need to do it, but the concept originated with God. So God is a God of honor. And, and we were created, listen to me now, not just to honor God. So this, this is where a lot of times we think, you know, it's like honor God. You know, it's preached like we're wagging our finger, honor God, honor God. Why does God want you to honor him? It's because he wants to honor you. He created you to be honored by him. He wants to honor you, but God can't honor. It's not just that he won't honor. He can't honor people who refuse to honor him because as we, as we talked last week, um, he can't endorse things that would ultimately lead us uh, to, to death, hell, and the grave. He can't endorse things that, you know, uh, approve of, put his stamp of, of approval, which is basically God honoring. He can't honor uh, wrong attitudes, wrong beliefs, um, because, again, that would just further, uh, you know, drive us further, motivate us further into those um, wrong attitudes and wrong practices. All right. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 and I'll put it up on the screen. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Now, because all honor originated with God and comes forth from Him, when we practice honor, as it was meant to be practiced, it actually passes along honor to God. In other words, for me or for you to honor our mothers today, and, and of course the, the verse says fathers and mothers, but today's Mother's Day, right? So for you to honor your mother today and tomorrow, by the way, are you <laughs> not just one day out of the year, but to honor your mother is to honor God. See, as much as, as, much as your mother loves you, um, she can't make everything be well with you and she can't add years to your life. But your creator, Father, can. So when you honor your mother, notice now God will honor those who honor Him. So here He's saying if you honor your mother, things will be well with you and I will increase the years of your life upon the earth. You see this. Now, I don't, you know, people who don't even believe in God want things to be well with them and they want to live a long life. Amen. <laughs> but so do you see that, and we'll get into this in just a moment, honor is something tangible and honor is also something visible. You don't just honor somebody with feelings in your heart for them. 
True honor is an outward expression of that. It's something tangible. It's something visible. It's something that you can see. Okay? And when I say something you can see, obviously you can honor someone with words. So maybe we could say it's something you can hear. But for you to, um, you know, have, you know, warm, fond, affectionate feelings in your heart for your mother. You know, if like your mother's like, oh man, yeah, she, she means everything to me. But okay, that's good. But, but that's not honoring her un, until you express it to her. Same is true with God. When we, it, so honor then, th that's why we, you know, cards, I know some people call this a Hallmark holiday. In other words, that, that the greeting card companies invented this, you know. Um, well, th maybe that's a lot of people's attitude. But I don't believe it's God's attitude towards a day like today. A day set aside to honor our mothers. That's why we get them cards. That's why we, if your mother lives on the other side of the world, you give her a phone call, you send her something in the mail, what have you. As we do this because, again, to truly honor is something that is uh, an outward expression of an inward attitude of the heart. So honoring our fathers and mothers honors God. Amen. So notice now, and we'll look at some other verses to kind of reinforce this, but honoring your father and your mother is, is something that's outward. It's something that, that you do. Let's just say it that way, okay? Simplify it. Something you do, not just something you have in your heart for them, but it's something you do. And, and then notice that when you show honor to them, God receives that as honor uh, to himself. And now notice, he wants to honor you in return by something that is outward and tangible and visible. That things may be well with you and that you may live long upon the earth. Amen. Are you seeing this? Okay. Um, let's, <clears throat> let's do this. Let's go to, um, amen, there's so many different directions we could go. Let's go to Romans 13 and 7. I, I, li I like this verse here. It really helps, I think, reinforce this point. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7, the instructions are render, it's a key word, okay? Render, therefore, to all their due. Taxes, to whom taxes are due. Customs, to whom customs. Fear, which that word there means respect. Fear, to whom fear and the implication is due and render honor to whom honor is due. Now, I don't want to, you know, associate something that is negative in your mind and try to help you understand better something that's positive, okay? But he says in the same way you render taxes when they're due, that you also render honor when it's due. Honor to whom honor is due. Well, let me ask you this. Who in your life is due some honor? In other words, it's, it's time to give them some honor. We can appreciate somebody but honor is more than appreciating them. Honor would be appreciation expressed by something you do, something you say, something you give, 
some recognition, some, uh, some award, a plaque. I mean, I don't get your mom a plaque unless she's into plaques, you know what I'm saying? A trophy. See, all of these things are, are you know, giving honor to whom honor is due. When they award a national championship trophy to, a, to an athletic team, um, it's because they've, they've deserved that honor. They have won that honor on the field or on the court. And so it's due them. Amen. So honor, again, it's kind of opposites here, but honor is like taxes. It must be rendered to whom it's due. See, it's, it's one thing to, like, love your country. It's another, it's another thing to send them, you know, a percentage of your income. <laughs> Are you hearing me this morning? Okay. You know, it's like, oh, man, I'm so thankful for this nation. If you've ever been to other countries, you will be appreciative of this one. Amen, I promise you. For whatever issues and problems we have, this, this is still an amazing place to live. It's an amazing place. Come on, moms, can I get an amen from you? It's an amazing place to raise some children these good old United States of America. And so we can have all this appreciation, we can salute the flag, we can sing the national anthem, we can do all this other stuff, but, but you know, where the money in our mouth meet, right, is, is when we pay the taxes, and the taxes are due, or at least they were April 17th this year, I think it was, all right? So taxes are something you render. Uncle Sam appreciates your appreciation, but they want the check. It's because it's due, right? It's due. You do realize this country doesn't work unless the citizens pay taxes. Amen? I don't know if you've ever had to have the fire department at your house or the paramedic at your house or the... But man, I tell you, you can go and complain about those property taxes and sales taxes and all that until you need those services. And, and, and I pray that you never need those services. But keep in mind, again, because you're paying those taxes, people who do need them, that you may never meet this side of heaven were able to have somebody come help them when they needed it most. Are you, are you seeing this? A military? You, them folks, amen. We, we have an all-voluntary uh, volunteer military now. You know, we're, we're, thankfully, we haven't had to have the draft in a long time. But those folks can't work for free. And so there are people in harm's way this morning uh, because, so that we can be here. I think you got this point already, but I'm just trying to show you that honor is like this. Honor is not just something that, that you, you know, have appreciation in your heart for someone. It's, it's something that is um, expressed in, in, a, in, a, in a tangible way. Now, go with me to Matthew chapter 15 because we're going to kind of see the intersection of two things here that, that we've been talking about of late and then this morning. And this is a good passage uh, for us to bring these things together. We've looked at portions of this 15th chapter of Matthew uh, in, times, in days past. But we're going to look at kind of the whole of it uh, this morning, and I think the Lord's going to help us, Holy Spirit's going to help us see a bigger picture here. Amen. So Matthew chapter 15, let's begin at verse number 1. Amen. It says this, Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God? Because of your tradition. For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. There is no lesser esteem for a person than let them be put to death, right? 
But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandments of God of no effect by your tradition. Now let me try to explain this real quick like to you. Um, some versions, translations of this, maybe the other Gospels, um, you see where it says they call it Raka, R-A-C-A. Anybody ever heard that? That from the scriptures, Raka. What does that mean, Raka? In their days, there was no social security, there, you know, pensions and things of this nature. And it's, I believe, now, you just love me and love the Lord and you ask him about this, okay? But I believe the, the system that God set up is that your parents care for you when you're young and can't care for yourself. And then you honor your father and mother throughout your life by submitting to their authority by obeying them, um, by loving and respecting them, right, throughout your life. And then as you get older and your mother and father need help caring for themselves, you honor them by doing that. You, thank you for those names. I was sure believing and hoping for some amens there. Okay. So in their day and time, it was, you know, obviously, we, did I mention we live in a great country, you know? But in their day and time, they didn't have all of that. And so what children would do is there was a loophole to where they could declare kind of like, I'm not trying to make exact, you know, application here, but kind of like a living trust or a living will. They would take all of their financial resources, their income and all that other stuff, and they would de declare raka over it. What does that mean? They would say, look, we're giving all of this to the God, all of this to God, all of our income, all of our financial resources, our properties, our entire state. You know, we've given it to God. We've given it to, to, the, to the temple. We've given it, um, you know, to, to the re religious leaders. Now, we get to enjoy it as long as we're alive, okay? But then when we die, it all, it all goes to them, right? So the attitude then was this, mom and dad, I'd love to help you, but... Everything I've got belongs to God, so sorry. I know that sounds so bizarre, but that's exactly what's happening here. And you can see, as Jesus points it out, that God is not well pleased. Because, again, he says, your tradition. See, this is a, God didn't say to do this, right? But the, um, and I, listen, I'm not, don't misunderstand me, but I remember growing up in church and we'd have those business meetings where, where different people would come and they would try to get families in the church to sign over, you know, have you thought about putting the church in your will? You know what I'm saying? And I, listen, you may want to do that. I'm not making light of that, you know, but that's kind of what they were saying here, except for, have you thought about just leaving everything to us? And I'll tell you what, if you'll do that, you know, we will absolve you from any responsibility you have to give to your parents and help them, you know. And so God was not well pleased with that. And so this is what he's saying. He says, God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses father and mother, let him be a curse. But you say, whoever says to his father and mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift of God. You know, I've already given it to God. Doesn't that sound so spiritual? So they're spiritualizing their dysfunction here. They're thinking that somehow they can skip over honoring their parents and just go directly to God and honor him, right? But notice, trying to honor God. Remember what we said last week? God will not honor right actions from a wrong heart. Is it a good thing to give to God? Absolutely. But is it, good, is it a good thing to give to God to use that as an as excuse for not supporting your family and caring for your parents? See, again, wrong, wrong, wrong. And yet that's what they were trying to do here. 
So because we've given it all to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Verse 7, hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So we said last week that a true worshiper is one who honors God. You cannot be a true worshiper and not honor God. And so now we see that these folks who are calling themselves worshiping God by what they're doing, but because their heart towards their mother and father is incorrect, they're not honoring mother and father, then they're obviously not honoring God. And God says in return that the, their efforts to worship him are in vain. It's like, it's like the offering that Cain tried to give to God. God didn't accept it. He rejected it because it was not one that was from the right heart to honor him. All right? Are you still with me? Can we look at a few more? You got just a couple of minutes more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you getting anything out of this? Listen, God's teaching us how to honor him. Amen. And that's, that's so important. It's so important. Amen. So, so important. Like, we, we may be getting into this in, in some of the days ahead, but one of the things that Lord's really keeps circling me back around to over and over again is that if we will learn to be faithful in what belongs to someone else, do you know what, do you know what this, um, uh, this practice, this discipline, this, this lesson, because it's, it's a life lesson, it's something you have to learn, right? He said, if you learn to be faithful in what belongs to another man, this is how Father God is able to honor you with true riches. Amen. And give you what's your own. What, let's see, we, we sometimes say he got what was coming to him in, in a negative sense. You realize that Father God's got a lot of stuff coming to you, and it's good stuff. Amen. That he wants to honor you with. He wants to honor your life with. But he can't honor your life unless you choose to honor him with yours. Now, we've said that God is a God of honor. Honor originates and flows from him. And that honor is an outward, tangible expression of an inward attitude. The attitude is important. But if the attitude never uh, takes the next step to an outward expression... It's kind of like what James said. Faith in your heart is good, but faith without any outward action, right, is dead. It, it, it's, it's, like, it's like the spirit without the body is dead. Because the body is where what? The action, that's where the doing takes place in, at, the, at the body level, the life reality level, natural outward reality um, of our existence takes place. All right, let's look at, um, let's look at one more verse. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Remember, honor is an outward, tangible expression of inward attitude. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 tells us this. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Wow. And with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Amen. Now, I don't want to offend anyone with this, but their uh, culture and, 
and you know, financial system, economy, maybe a better way of saying it, was different from ours. We, we live in a, in a different uh, time. And it is not stretching to fit here because their barns being filled with plenty would be like your savings account being filled with plenty. Okay, because that was, that was where, you know, the barn was where they took the surplus. That's where they stored um, what, you know, was beyond their ability to consume. They put it in a barn. Amen. And then the, the vats overflowing with new wine, I think we could look at that like as our checking account. Amen. And so, you know, because we honor the Lord with our possessions, not with um, stuff that we grew, unless your brother Ed Canada, and he does both the financial and the stuff that he grew, amen, bringing it here, blessing God with it. Right? But for the most part, we, you know, let, let's, let's say, um, you know, you're an auto mechanic, or let's say you're a truck driver, or let's say um, you, you own a, a business of some kind, or what have you. Well, obviously there are ways you, you could, um, you could drive the van and go pick up people for church. You could use your gifts and talents and skills that way. But the overwhelming majority of us, right, we honor the Lord with our possessions by bringing the money to Him that, that we um, earn or accrue. In other words, the things that we possess in life, you know, 90 plus percent of them, we went and used money to purchase. So it's, it's a different medium of exchange but it, it's, it's the same process, right? Honoring God, honoring the Lord with your possessions, okay? In their day, they would trade. You, you follow what I'm saying? Um, they, they would, you know, somebody built furniture and you this. So, you know, I'm not saying they didn't have money at all, but a lot of times, you know, things were, were bartered, I guess would be a, would be a better word. So, but, but for you and me, honor the Lord with our possessions, with the first fruits of all your increase, and your accounts will be filled with plenty and your vats uh, will overflow uh, your wallet. Let's, if, that, if that makes you nervous, how about your wallet, amen, <laughs> will overflow with new greenbacks, amen, new, new dollars, amen. I believe that. New ones, right? In other words, new meaning what? A, 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 a source, a flow, increase coming uh, from, from what we did. So remember, God wants to honor you financially. He wants to honor you economically, if, 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 if that's easier for you to, to digest at this point. So how, how can we expect God to honor our finances and honor us economically if we never honor Him with our finances and we never honor Him economically, right? Are you, are you picking up what I'm putting down this morning? We've already received an offering, so I'm not, don't get nervous about this. I'm not about to pass the basket again. Remember, my commitment to you is, and, and it, I found it, it, you know, Paul said the same thing. He says, we talk about these things for your benefit, not, not mine or even the church's. I mean, we're, we're, we're blessed. Amen. Church is blessed. We're doing well. So it's not like, well, I better talk about giving, you know, so we get some more money in here. No, no, it's, we're good. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you these things, and, and even more so, um, you know, the, the more I honor God, the more Pam and I honor God, with our finances, the more, I mean, our, our barns are, amen. Are you hearing me? Matter of fact, I'm like, we got to do something with all the stuff in our basement. I mean, what, you know what I'm saying? It's it, literally, I mean, it's just, 
blessed, things that people have given to us. And, and um, you know, I've got a, I've got a riding lawnmower in my basement that my brother and sister, brother-in-law and sister gave me. I mean, we just go on and on, right? You know? So anybody else can relate to that? You just got more stuff than you got room for. I mean, I, I, that, this is it. Honor God, right? Honor God with this. Amen. So because honor is an outward tangible expression, when you honor God, it will be visible and tangible. And when God honors you, it will be visible and tangible. Are you, are you seeing this? See, it's like, oh, you know, I just appreciate you so much. Well, guess what? He appreciates you, okay? And y'all just both appreciate one another. <laughs> Amen. But, but when that appreciation becomes an outward tangible expression, so you just honored him. And what does God do to those who honor him? He honors those who honor him, right? Now, if the Holy Spirit leads, this is where we'll jump in next Sunday, okay? You can stand with me this morning, praise God. And I, I want to I make sure you get this, okay? I'm convinced, and, and I know that there are maybe different ideas about this, but let, let me tell you what I'm convinced of, okay? Are you ready? Nothing honors God more than you trusting Him. Nothing honors Him more than you trusting Him. Right? Remember Abel's offering because it was the best. He's like, I'm not going to trust in my ability to, you know, save the best produce and use it for seed next time. I'm giving you I'm sorry, best sheep and, and, and use it to, to be the stud and, and raise a bunch of, you know, I'm, I'm giving you my best. See, his, he honored God with his offering because his offering expressed his absolute trust in God, not himself. Cain's offering, on the other hand, see, it was just the opposite. His offering did not express, it, didn't, it did not honor God by expressing trust in God. It dishonored God because it expressed trust in himself. Okay. So even when we talk about honoring God with our possessions, there are a lot of people who do that, but it's not an expression of trust. Are you seeing this? It's not an expression of trust. I've said it so many times, but I'm going to say it again. You know, what mother, I'll, I'll, I'll swap the, instead of me personally, I'll, I'll use it this way. What mother in this room, right, is honored by a family who talks about how much they love you, talks about how much they appreciate you, but a family or children who don't trust you? See, my, my kids and grandkids talk about how much they love me, blah, 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 but if they don't trust me, you see this, right? Draw near to me with my lips, Father said, but don't do a thing that I say. See, you honor him by doing what he says, but you'll never do what he says unless you trust what he says. So we talk about honor this morning, honoring God, trust, no greater honor. Think about it in your own life. You know, when people trust you with things that are precious to them, they're honoring you. They're honoring you. Amen? Amen. Father, we stand before you this morning humbled in your presence, sir. You're so good to us. 
And Lord, we talk about honor that's due. Lord, um, certainly the honor that you are due uh, is, is beyond our ability even to comprehend. So Lord, we're growing up into understanding that and how to honor you in ways that are meaningful to you and, and, and ways, Father, that will enable you to honor us in return. But again, Father, as we close out this service, we pray for a, just your blessing manifesting upon the moms in the room. Lord, there are, there are grandmothers here in, in, in their 70s. There, there are young mothers here in their 20s. Um, Lord, you and, mo and mothers of different ages all in between. And Lord, the different seasons that they're in. And yet you have wisdom, Father. You have wisdom, Lord, for these mothers and, and, and the unique gifts that each of their children are, the unique personalities that each of their children are. And Lord, I thank you that you're helping them be, Lord, all that you created them to be where their children are concerned and their families are concerned. Father, I pray for that mom that may be here this morning, Lord, that, that looks back on some mistakes that they've made, and yet, Lord, I've never, I've never talked to a mom or a dad that wouldn't do at least a few things different if we could go back. But Lord, that's part of the process and that's why your mercy endures forever and your grace, Father, and love covers a multitude of mistakes and errors. So Father, I thank you that it's, it's not about what we wish we had have done years ago or somehow if we could go back and do it different. Lord, you said in your word that you would restore years even that were wasted and squandered, Lord, in relationships with our children. And Father, I thank you that that Whatever we as parents may not have done or known to do in the raising of our children, Father, we trust you to, to bridge that gap and to do deep in their hearts and lives, Father, whatever needs to be done. You're just good to us like that, and we believe you for it. We release our faith for that, Father. Lord, as we go, uh, you know, Father, one, one last thing, and I'm also aware, Father, that there are people in this room this morning that this is their first Mother's Day without their mom. And Lord, that, that can be hard. Um, thankfully, I know nothing about that yet. But Lord, I pray for those that may be missing mom today. Lord, that um, wish they could pick up a, a phone or go to their house for some butter beans and pot roast and, and, uh, and give her a hug, Lord. But I just thank you, Father, for the hope that we have. And that those whose moms have already crossed over, Lord, that we'll see them on the other side. What a Mother's Day we'll have over there one day. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, please know how much you loved. Okay. Thank you for being here. Good things, good things coming for you and yours. Amen. One more time. Happy, happy Mother's Day.